This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. It's a privilege to uh, be sharing with you this morning. I think before we start, shall we uh, just pray together? Father, we would just thank you for this time now that we can be in your presence. And we just pray, Father, that you would remove any distractions and that you might help us to focus on what you have to say to us through your word this morning. Lord, that we might know you better and we might listen to what you have to say to us and that we might respond to it, Father. Bless each one of us now as we share together in this time. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, last night we had, uh, again, the privilege of being able to share in what was wedding celebrations of Harriet and Clayton. It was absolutely lovely. Um, And isn't it just brilliant that we can come together this morning as his church to be in his presence and to share together? And we have the privilege of going into his word. And this morning, I'm going to look at book of Samuel. I've always loved the book of Samuel. And we're going to look specifically at chapter 16. And we're going to look specifically at the anointing of David. But not so much the physical act of anointing of David, but more the reason for the anointing. And I think for us to get the full picture... It's important that we read the words and try and make them come alive in our minds as best we can. So we're going to read from verse 1. And please bear with me because there are some technical names in here. I should have really been smart and handed this over to someone else. But anyway, glutton for punishment. Here we go. I will do my best. Verse 1. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I've chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did as the Lord said. And when he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. And they asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I've come to sacrifice the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come and sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely. The Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look things, 
people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then said, then Jesse had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons that you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He's tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. And he was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And then Samuel went off to Ramah. Awesome. An amazing account. But what I want to do is give a title to our little uh, look at Samuel today. And the title of that is going to be that God looks on the heart. God looks on the heart. In our house at home, Corrie has just bought, I'm going to say Corrie's bought it. I may have been involved a little bit, but Corrie bought it. It's a white neon, a bright white neon that plugs in. And it says, let's stay home. Let's stay home. Now, two things were very apparent when we plugged it in. It was incredibly bright. And it means so bright that if you looked at it for too long, it burnt your retinas. And two, really, it was pointing out what is extremely obvious. We were already at home. And I think after a, it was about a week, I discovered that actually what there was was a brightness dial. And here's the dial. And you could turn it down so you didn't have to have your retinas burn. And the reason for sharing that with you this morning is that so that we can all know in here that there could be a white neon on the wall in here. And not one that says, let's stay home, because Hope Church is lovely and we could live here, of course. But not that it would say, let's stay home, but that it would say that God looks on the heart. And you need to know that this morning. You see, when you stepped into this church building and you sat down in your seat this morning, you need to know God looks on the heart. Now, I don't know where each of you are at with your walk with your, with your Lord this morning. And I don't know what your personal relationship is with Jesus this morning. You may have been on the path for years. It may be your first time here. But thinking about our personal relationship with Jesus, sometimes it's difficult, isn't it? 
Sometimes it's difficult. Life is so busy. There's so many other things to do, aren't there? There's so many places to go. There's so many people to see. So much to do. So it can be difficult. Well, this morning we come together as a church like this to focus on what He has to say to us through His words. Putting ourselves in this situation, let's just give ourselves a little bit of context to Samuel. Who is Samuel? Samuel was a servant of God, a prophet. The name Samuel actually comes from the Hebrew expression, heard by God. And God worked through this man, Samuel, in an incredible way. And actually in a real turning point in the history of Israel. And a key verse for us to know as we just look at these verses, is just a little bit before, and that's in chapter 3. You can turn to it if you wish. You don't have to. I'm going to read it to you. And in verse chapter three of uh, chapter three, verses nineteen and twenty, it says this: The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as the prophet of the Lord. Isn't that awesome? His reputation preceded him. His reputation preceded him. Can the same be said about us? I was away speaking last week over in Stapleford. And a man actually came up to me. And he said to me, I didn't know you existed. I didn't know you existed. I mean, that's how to motivate a man. <laughs> Obviously, he knew my dad. He knew Matt and he knew Rebecca, but I just didn't exist. I just appeared. So he was very pleased to see me and obviously meet me. So my reputation hadn't really preceded me there. But it's amazing, isn't it, that title and occupation can be so important to us. And we can race after them in this life. You know, our goals, our targets, our ambitions can be vital for us. And I think I know the reason for that. And I'm talking to my life as well. I think the reason that we get our priorities wrong is because what we've done is we've turned the brightness dial right down. We turn the brightness down. And we forget the words, God looks on the heart. Our focus and our identity that we want the world to see goes wrong. And what happens is our prayer time fades. Our quiet time fades. Our Bible reading fades. Our church attendance fades. And dare I say it, our enthusiasm 
can fade. This morning, I would challenge each one of you to consider that life isn't all about us. Life isn't a selfie. Life isn't a selfie. Life is serious. And if we are born again Christians, having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, our identity isn't in our title, it isn't in our career, our identity is in Christ. And if our identity is in Christ, we're called to serve. We're called to share the gospel. We're called to disciple. We're called to fellowship. And we're called, most of all, to love one another. And not to glorify us, but to glorify Him. And that's what it's about. And coming into chapter 16, this is incredible for me. Samuel is not actually in the best place at all. He started to focus on the past. Which, if you look, was costing him in the now. And this is quite amazing. And this actually could be the lesson for us this morning. Move on. Move on. I don't know if that's the message that God has for you this morning. Move on. There is work to be done. And remember as well, Samuel's relationship with God. It's like phenomenal. That's something to truly strive for. His personal relationship and conversation with God, most high. And Samuel's reputation preceded him. Yet he was clearly struggling. And God used Samuel. And he'd spoken to Samuel in a profound way. And yet Samuel still doubted. He still failed. And if you read this chapter 16, those points are actually easy to miss. But what it's doing is pointing out Samuel's humanity. He was a real person. This is a real account of Samuel fulfilling God's purpose and plan, even though he was actually failing. And that can be an encouragement for us. He was mourning the past. He was doubting God. And he was doubting that if God could actually complete the plan that was set out for him, thinking he was actually going to be killed on the way. And that can be like things for us, can't it? We can actually see God, and I'm speaking to each one of us, we can have seen God work profoundly in our lives in a divine, miraculous way. And yet we still doubt. We still fail. You may have noticed Corrie and I have three beautiful children. Joel, Phoebe and Megan. They're perfect. In every way. They never do anything wrong. They are always, they always, I can see Joel singing, 
They always do what they ask immediately. They are perfect. I'm not kidding anyone. (laughs) I know I'm not kidding anyone. But when they do wrong, when they don't do what I ask, does it mean that Corey and I love them any less? Of course not. Of course not. Yeah, we might be disappointed, Joel. (laughs) We might be disappointed, but we love them unconditionally. And I think what I'm trying to do, it's the closest way in which I can explain the love that God has for each one of us, the love that I have and Corey has for our children and for you as well. That's how much God loves each one of us. And I think we lose sight of that. And that helps us understand that love. And more so that God's love is absolutely perfect. And this is what's even more stunning when we see in Romans 5 verse 8 where it says this, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Two weeks ago was Remembrance Sunday where we remembered. This morning we during breaking of bread service, we remembered that while we were still his enemies, Christ died. And we worship a risen Savior and a risen Lord. And his love is unconditional for each one of us. In continuing in our story, Samuel goes to meet Jesse and his sons. And I love how scripture doesn't omit any details. It's really clear for each one of us to see the human aspect of Samuel's meeting. Samuel knows he's on his way to anoint a king. And he's probably had the most vivid sort of lesson in the demise of Saul, which you can read about a little bit earlier. And yet Samuel is only following the outward appearance. It's stunning. How is that? Because he's human. Samuel is considering this huge guy, presumably the strongest, presumably the best looking. He must be the man. When they arrived, verse 6, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely, surely, the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Epic, epic verses. And the more you read them, the more staggering they are. We live in a world focused on number one. It's all about you. It's all about what you do. It's all about what you eat. It's all about what you wear. It's all about what people think of us. Look at the part of the verse where it says, 
The Lord does not look at the things people look at. There's a verse, one of my favorites in Proverbs, and it's Proverbs 27, 19, and it says, As water reflects a face, so one's life reflects the heart. Samuel was getting it all wrong. He was going on the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. And I mentioned it earlier, and I don't know where your heart is this morning. But as per the message title, God looks at the heart. And there's something important to know that God will use a willing heart. Each one of us here that are saved, there is a purpose and a plan. You know, what a stunning truth that is. Sat here this morning. There's a purpose and a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, we know it so well. For I know the plans I have for you. And when we think about verse 11, of course, we shouldn't forget 12 and 13 and seek Him with all of your heart. Verse 8, Then Jesse called Abinadad, Abinadab even, and had him passed in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen these. All seven of the sons of Jesse passed by, none chosen. And then we come to David. Here he is, verse 11. All of these sons you have, there is still the youngest one, Jesse, Jesse answered. He's tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him, will not sit down until he arrives. He came in. He was looking well. And the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. This is the one. The youngest of the brothers, brothers. And Samuel anoints him. Chosen by God one day to be king of Israel. God looks at the heart. And that is the message for you and I this morning. To the Christian in here. To the Christian born again in here this morning. Maybe we've allowed that dial, that brightness just to be turned down. Because we've got distracted. We need to turn that brightness up. God looks at the heart. For anyone in here who doesn't know Jesus as their own personal saviour. You're only a prayer of repentance away from that personal relationship with Jesus. I'm stood here worshipping a risen Savior and a risen Lord who loves me unto death. Remember that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loves us unconditionally and His grace is enough. His grace is enough. We're going to close 
with a final song map. And that final song is How Deep the Father's Love for Us. And we'll stand and we'll uh, sing together and then we'll close in prayer. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.